0: that was like historically bad like that was next to the great depression the worst recession the u.s has ever had so i think people are a little bit scarred from that still and hear recession and like freak out but most recessions are not that bad and don't last that long and the u.s comes back stronger because of them Hey, everybody. Welcome to the B is for Business podcast. How you guys doing this week?
1: Doing pretty good. Uh, had a busy day today. Got some uh, tenants kind of started to settle in at the new property. So exciting uh, times. Glad yep. to uh, be pretty much done with that.
2: Yeah, nice awesome, uh, Speaking of properties, you know, I'm just casually looking for homes uh, during the most unaffordable time in history. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, not, not too fun. I, I think, uh, new numbers just came out and the median price of a home is now eight times the median wage in the U S
0: is that, that a new home
2: absurd. Um, no, I think it's just general you know, homes in general, eight times, eight times earnings.
0: Yeah. Cause I think the average home is over 400,000
2: now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if, if,
0: if your home is much higher than that.
2: Yeah. If you make $50,000, for example, that means the average home is going to be $400,000. Right, yeah. Which, you know, yeah, that's going to be a big percent of your, your take-home pay that's going towards your mortgage. And obviously, you know, mortgages are at all-time highs as well.
0: Um, yeah, it's yeah. tough. Because, like, it's still a relatively low interest rate. Um, If you look at, like, the history of interest rates, even, like, a 7% interest rate is, like, relatively low. Like, it's below the average for however long they've been doing interest rates
2: on mortgages. Yeah, but that – But I, I have not – sorry, what – Right. No, I, I got to push back on that because I hear the argument all the time. But the well, yeah, I was going to say,
0: but it's still less affordable because the home prices are higher now.
2: And not only that, um, I mean, obviously that's a huge factor. But back in, you know, 50 years ago, you know, homes were like three times earnings. So it didn't matter if the interest rates were like 10% because a home was only like $30,000 versus a year, $10,000 salary. So yeah. it was a lot more attainable. And now it's just, you know, getting more and more out of reach for the everyday person. Um, So, you know, something, in my opinion, needs to change. That doesn't mean it is going to change. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I don't think
1: they're going to change anytime soon. I mean, I think the prices are still going to go up. Maybe not as fast of a pace, but I definitely think they're going to continue to go up this year. Just way too low supply. I know we always come back to that, but kind of what it is. And, yeah, I know it's it's pricing a lot of people out, but, I mean, people are still buying them. So there are people out there who can't afford it. Um, and I think that's just going to keep uh, keep happening for the rest of the year.
2: We'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, it's it- tough. I
0: mean, I you see that, like, um, home supply is just so low. Um, but at a certain point, mortgage rates are going to get high enough where people just can't afford it. Um, but I don't think we're at that point yet. I still think... Act- Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no,
2: you, you finished.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think we're at that point yet. I'm still seeing homes get put on the market and taken off very quickly. The ones that I see are priced appropriately. I do think a lot of homes right now are being priced over what they're actually worth. Um, and for a while, they were selling at that rate. But I think right now, what we're seeing is people pricing them high still and then them not selling a little bit. So I am seeing homes stay on the market a little bit longer, but then once um, they're on for like a few weeks or even have like a price cut to what I then think is a fair price, they're selling immediately. Um, So I don't think that those prices of those homes because they get like a price cut and then sell right away are actually, it's not, showing that we're like dropping in real estate prices. It's just showing that those homes were overpriced to begin with.
2: Right. So I've, I have a lot of info there that I want to spew out. Um, I guess first thing, do you think generally that comes from a place of sellers that are out of touch? And like, oh, I can get this much for my house and then they're tack on 20, 20% or something like that. Or do you think it's buyers slowing down and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to pay that price anymore and I'm going to wait until they come down a little. What one do you think it
1: is? I think it's a mix
0: of both. Um, I think a lot of people, a lot of sellers, don't realize how much their home is worth. Like the average person who's not into real estate or investing or doesn't like talk to real estate agents all the time, doesn't have necessarily a firm grasp on what their house is worth. And a lot of the time, I think they just look at Zillow and the estimate, which can be way off. Yeah. Um, yeah and like it can be off in a magnitude of like 10%. So if you're looking at like a $500,000 home, it might be like $50,000 off.
1: I think one of our houses is off a thousand percent, right? I believe one of our houses is listed on like Zillow, Realtor, Redfin. One of those is like an extra zero tacked on to the end.
0: An extra, yeah. they. So it, the it, it, so it, it turns
1: it from let's say 200,000 to 2 million. This is what one of ours and it is definitely not worth four million dollars
2: so yeah i mean
0: going by this estimate i i am a millionaire right now
2: (laughs) (laughs) there you go Uh, (laughs) and this estimate we trust right that's what most people use oh it's a testament so but
0: uh back to your question i do think it's a mix of both because i think a lot of sellers just hear so much real estate talk going on right now um because home prices have gone up a ton So they think, oh, my home is definitely worth a lot. But a lot of the time they also see a home sold like right down the street from them, for example, for that's like a perfect comp, like same size home, same everything. And it could still be in our area where homes are like half a million dollars on average. They could still be off by $100,000 if they like haven't updated their home at all. And they don't realize things like that. So that's what I think happens a lot when you see a home that gets a price cut and then immediately sells. I think a lot of the time is it's that realtor who put it on the market reaching for a price because their sellers were pushing them to reach for a price.
2: Yeah. You I know what really right pisses now. me off? When, when I see a home as close as you can tell it's clearly way overvalued. Just looking at the square footage, um, price, just other comps, uh, how long it's been on the market and then you see a price cut and the price cuts like $3,000. It's like, wow, that that seller is going to be a headache to deal with. Yeah, like they're, they're trying only... to,
0: They're yeah. probably trying to get it back because a lot of the people, or at least the way I use Zillow, I actually have it set to most recent change in information goes to the top. So like my Zillow is in order of newest listing or newest change to a listing. So a lot of the time I think they do that to get it back to the front. Um, that's like a strategy I feel like they would use. Um, I'm not a realtor, so I don't know how they do it, but I feel like that could definitely be a strategy.
2: Yeah, that, that can make sense. I mean, I do see a lot of price cuts on, on the flip end. They're like 50 K 60 K and it's like, Whoa, those, those are big drops.
0: Yeah. And I have seen a lot of those in our market too. And I'm seeing that those price cuts are coming down to what I feel like they should be worth um right. like they should be worth including all the inflation uh inflation and like price appreciation that we've seen recently like i i see homes that i think have appreciated like 30% in the last couple of years and should be worth and listed for 500,000 and they're being listed for like 575,000 or things like that that are just ridiculous um yeah. but for a while for the last like year maybe a little longer than a year people have been paying those prices Um, And I think just now we're starting to see people stop. And that's where I think the buyer side comes in. Like you asked about the seller versus the buyer. I think a lot of the buyers now are starting to refuse to pay these prices, um, especially with the higher interest rates. I mean, some people like obviously just it's hard to afford. Like some people can't afford to pay those prices. But I think a lot of people are also just saying they're going to wait, maybe take a year off, wait for interest rates to maybe come down. I don't think they necessarily will go back to levels that they were at anytime soon. I think they will eventually, but maybe not by, I don't think by next year. Um, I think we still have room for them to grow, actually. Um, and I don't think prices are going to come down either. So it's tough. I mean, it's it's kind of like a no-win situation.
2: Now, another question for you. What do you think is more likely? Interest rates go back down to that 2.75% or interest rates to go up? to double digits,
0: 10%. Oh, more likely. So, And
2: uh, I'm saying in the next couple of years, just like, what's it going to be closer to? So,
0: uh, like, obviously, I don't have a crystal ball, but... Right,
2: uh, this is an estimate. Yeah, it's a, so I'm going to
0: make one. This is not financial advice. I personally think they are going to continue to go up. But I don't think that we are going to get... So, I guess... We're talking about mortgage interest rates, right? Correct. Okay. So mortgage rates, I think, will go up. And I think they will get to, like, 8%, maybe even 9%. I don't know if we'll see double digits. I can't see it going that high.
2: That'd be crazy.
0: Um, but I also think that in, like, I don't know, five years out, it's a very long way out. But I think that the U.S. interest rate, if you look over history, has trended down. Um, and same thing have happened with other countries, like in Europe and stuff like that, that have been doing financial things like this longer than the U.S. has. Um, and a lot of those countries now have, in Europe, have negative interest rates. Um, yep. And I think that the U.S. is ultimately heading towards the point of just interest rates continuing to tick down um, and the dollar becoming worth less and less. Yeah, no, that's
2: a good point. When yeah, I do think you,
0: the... do you think we're going to... Huh? see higher interest rates? Like, Do you think double digits or do you think we'll go back to two real quick?
2: Double digits is going to be tough. I mean, it really depends on how bad is inflation. Is inflation going down? If the next reading comes out and inflation picks up or stays the same, then the Fed might decide to rise quicker, rise um, a little higher, and that could really push up mortgage rates. So I think it stems back to what is inflation doing? And that's going to really determine the Fed's plan and how fast how high there is rates and then that in term i know it's on direct correlation but obviously you know it has you know some weight on determining those rates
0: yeah the fed is going to definitely play a huge part in it um yeah. and i i think like we just had a negative quarter of gdp growth so if we yeah. bring a couple more of those together and end up in like a real traditional recession that will actually help inflation like inflation will Maybe not go away, but it will be helped by a recession, right? So yeah if we get into that kind of a situation, I think at that point they will definitely stop. If we like lose inflation, they're gonna stop raising rates, in my opinion. like that's the only real reason that they're doing it
1: because right mm-hmm.
0: now, like the economy jobs wise is pretty strong. like this is one of the this is like the biggest lowest unemployment with most job openings we've had in a very, very long time, I think.
2: And do you want to know when recessions occur right after unemployment is the lowest that hit historically? I guess that kind of makes sense because in theory cycle. Right. And then
0: unemployment goes back up and then it comes back down. Exactly. So yeah, we'll see. I, I think like, obviously you never want to wish for a recession, but they're going to have to happen at some point. Like it's not healthy for the economy to never have a recession. So we've been putting it off. Like the U.S. has been putting off recessions just by like lowering rates, doing all the stimulus they do. They, they put it off for so long that I am worried that a recession is going to be much bigger than it would normally be if they just let regular recessions happen when they probably should have happened.
2: Yeah, my, my way of thinking about it is almost like the U.S. economy is like a college, college kid who has all his exams. He's exhausted. But then this guy named Jerome Powell comes along gives him caffeine and keeps printing more caffeine for him. And he's like, oh, I'm fine. I can do this. I'm getting A's. I'm doing good. I'm staying up. All of a sudden, he's like, sorry, no more caffeine. And then, boom, a crash happens. And shit's the fan. So. Yeah. I think something like that could happen. Um, obviously, we're one quarter of negative GDP growth away from a recession. I mean, not all recessions are bad. Not all recessions are the same. We could have a recession and, you know, people don't lose their jobs. There's just negative GDP growth and it's just a slung of the economy. Or we could have a major recession that lasts years and, you know, people lose their jobs and rates stay the same and whatnot. So, yeah, it really and, depends.
0: Yeah, before the like we had a recession in at the beginning of COVID, um, which was very short. And like a lot of people did lose jobs for a little bit there, Um, but it was nothing like the 2008 recession that we had. Um, And I think a lot of people, the last like real recession that most people have experienced was that 08 one. And that was like historically bad. Like that was next to the great depression, the worst recession the US has ever had. So I think people are a little bit scarred from that still. And hear recession and like freak out. But most recessions are not that bad and don't last that long. And the U.S. comes back stronger because of them in most of them. Um, The 08 recession just I feel like is so fresh in everyone's mind that people are scared of it. But I think there are like a lot of potential benefits right now of a recession. It would definitely help real estate prices. Um, Those are pretty unhealthy right now. I would say. Um, those would be helped. I, In terms of other asset classes, stock market's already not doing great. Uh, Crypto is already not doing great over the last six months. Um, and those things price a lot of things in. So it's, it's kind of tough from an asset price perspective to judge what a recession would do right now. But I think in terms of real estate, it would definitely help the real estate market become more healthy.
2: I agree. Thank you for admitting that real estate is unhealthy. I know there's still people out there like, oh, no, no, this is sustainable. This is totally fine. You know, the average orange earned $3,000. Like what? But it, so, it is not healthy
0: or sustainable. So I, I think it's unhealthy, but I also don't think we're going to see a crash or anything, even if we have a recession. I also, I think that I there's mean, a lot, a lot of, things in real estate right now that make it very very difficult to see some kind of a crash I think it's possible but it just seems really unlikely to me
2: I agree I mean if whatever reason the Fed U-turns lowers rates back down 3% real estate will go insane like can you imagine that people waiting to buy a house like oh I'm priced out now all of a sudden the Fed drops the rates 3% Mm -hmm. homes will skyrocket even further than that that would just the worst bulb in history if it isn't already. Yeah. Um but I do I do think everything's flipping. Do you think um, we're in a bubble right now? What was that?
0: Do you think we're in a bubble right now?
2: I don't know. You don't know you're in a bubble until it pops that's the whole point of a bubble. <laughs> right. But I do think that supply is really catching up to the demand and uh new numbers came out last month that the housing supply, this is for new constructions to new homes, is back at nine months inventory which is the highest in 2010.
0: So is this part of the report that new home sales fell by like 17% in April? yeah no,
2: Like we just got
0: that data? I mean, I
2: think they came out right around the same time, but this is, you no, know, this is supply. This isn't sales. This is just the, the inventory. is Yeah. So, after nine months.
0: yeah, I think. So which I guess is, homes you know, homes like sell very differently. I think like there's, two different kinds of buyers there usually like usually a brand new home is a second time home buyer um so i feel like those numbers are always a little bit different when you're talking about the general housing market um but one thing i will say is that is definitely bearish both of those things we i just mentioned like the 17 percent and um you saying that there's nine months of supply that's that's bearish um for the housing market for sure in the near term though I think that it's actually, the things going on right now, even though there's more new homes available, I think the supply issues that we're having and the interest rates that we're having right now are making it extremely difficult for contractors to build these new homes at prices that are affordable for people. So we have this huge supply issue, so they need to build. But then when they build, it's super expensive for them because of the supply issues and inflation and the high interest rates. So they're building these products that they have to sell for a lot, which is why I think some of them, which is why we're seeing more supply because people can't afford them. Um, so I think this is like bearish for new homes right now. But in the long term, I think this is going to, those factors that I just mentioned, like the supply issues, the inflation, all that stuff, is actually gonna be bullish for the housing market long term. Because builders, if people stop buying these new homes, the more supply there, builders are going to stop building. That's going to create more demand and less supply. So I think when you see these housing stats, that's something definitely to keep in mind because existing home sales, fine. If those drop, that makes sense. But if new home sales fall, then they're going to stop building. Then we're in a bigger supply crunch than we already are.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with that. That makes sense. But um, I think another big thing that people fail to kind of look at is what's the sentiment? Like, what are the buyers thinking? Because that's really what drives the market. And obviously, what are the sellers thinking? Are they like, oh, wow, we, we have to sell now? Or are they like, well, you know what? I'm not selling now because I have a 2.75% rate that's locked in. Um, so I, yeah. that, that is that is a lot of weight, the, the sentiment, how, how they're feeling. What's everyone deciding on the seller end, on the buyer end?
0: Yeah, and it it is tough. Like I know people going through it right now. Where if you sell a home, you also have to buy a home. Like
2: yeah. most, I would well, say. No, no, I'm you don't have it. to. You, you you can rent. It.
0: Yeah, so that, that's what I was going to say. I don't know the exact percentage, but I think and like some people are selling a home to move to like a retirement home, like an older person's home, or like moving in with their family. There's there's other reasons people would not go to a new home. But I would say, if I had to guess, eighty to ninety percent of people selling a home are going to be back in the market looking for a home. So i I saw someone. I, do you guys know who Meet Kevin is on YouTube?
2: Yep,
1: I see in a lot of his yep. videos, and he um
0: he said that, and he's like big in real estate. Um, that's how he started. So I saw him say something about. A lot of sellers selling and that's going to create a lot of demand and it's going to cause a housing market crash
2: wait um, no, no you mean you mean supply seller selling doesn't cause supply sorry supply.
0: yes that's going to cause yeah. a lot of supply and it's going to cause a crash but i disagree because of what i was just saying where most sellers selling don't really create new supply they just move to be demand they become a seller and then they just Add themselves to the demand pool.
2: That's not true, because what if, so, yeah. That, well, that's true for people who saying, live so in I these see. homes. But what about investors? Their second home, their third home, their Airbnb unit, their vacation home. That's not true. They might just offload them.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: So they they only the contribute know, to the demand, not the, the supply, not will, demand.
0: Yeah. So it's not it's not like a perfect percentage. Like I said, like there's people who move yeah. for other reasons and sell homes for other reasons that will help the supply. But yeah. I also think most investors right now aren't selling just because their property's high. Like they're getting more rent right now than they ever have. Like rent has gone up just as much, if not more than property values recently. And I, I don't think it's a great time for an investor to sell because those investors got to park their money somewhere. If they sell, they got to put it back into a new property. That property's going to be at seven percent interest on a commercial investment loan i i don't know i i just feel like a lot of the ways that people think supply is being created right now aren't creating as much supply as they would think
2: yeah but what think if they, a
0: little bit but not to the degree everyone would think
2: but what if they sell because they have to not because they want to what if they got margin called yeah now, for example the stock market's going down This. Been plenty of stocks that have crazy jobs Like look so, look, look at Target for example. Well, if they had a huge call option in Target, and then they get margin called, no shit, so, we get a cover. We don't have any money in our stock portfolio It's down. Where can we get money? Oh, real estate's all time high. Let me sell. So, I I get that that
0: could be possible, but I think a lot of investors, most smart investors, would not forever have their money in a situation where even if they got margin called, they would have to sell their real estate. Um, and also it takes them a while to sell their real estate. So they can't get margin called and then wait two months to sell their home and then pay it. Like, I don't think that's how it works. I've never been margin called, but I don't think you get two months to pay it. Do you?
2: I am not sure, but I'm assuming and, you can probably work out a deal, like, Hey, we're going to get this money, we're selling this home. Maybe you can transfer the title or something, yeah. but I, I guarantee you there's investors who maybe aren't smart or just made me a, a bet that was too big. And they're getting margin called right now, and they're not having a great time.
0: Yeah, so there's always people out there. So, I mean, that's why I said, like, it's not, you're never going to get everyone put into one situation. Not all the eggs are in one basket. Like, people are going to be putting their houses on the market for different reasons all over the place. And a lot of those will be supply that's created. Um, but I think a lot of the sellers also won't be creating new supply. Um, all right. With all these ideas thrown around, maybe I could say, like, 75% now. I would say uh, people what? selling their homes right now are becoming an immediate buyer.
2: Ah, um, that's a... I still
0: think it's much higher than that. I still think it's higher than that. The, the masses of people who buy and sell homes that aren't interested in investing in stuff at all is significantly higher than the number of real estate <laughs> investors out there.
2: I don't know if it's 75.
0: You think it's lower? Tom, yeah. what do you think? Higher or lower?
1: Um higher ah. i think if i had to guess I, yeah. I mean like i'm just thinking of like the average home buyer i feel like is yeah if they're leaving they're going to try and buy something else they're not going to want to go back to renting and at this point yeah with the high rates it's going to be tough for them to want to sell and buy something else i don't know this is kind of unrelated a little bit but did you guys see those uh i don't know they've probably been a wa- around for a while but there's like this pod style living
2: yeah, popping up
1: in like places like Palo Alto. I think it's California.
0: Like, um... Have
1: you seen that? It's like a regular house, I think. And then they put pods in it. So everyone shares oh. the same like kitchen and bathroom. But your bedroom is a pod that's like four feet tall, with, yep. like a bed and pretty wild. And those things go, for, they're like tiny for like $800 a month. So if this home has like 15 of those in there, they're bringing in a ton of monthly rent. But that's just goes to show if people are willing to live in that how how hard it is to find a place these days yeah
0: yeah i mean the demand is high for renters too like uh tom and i just finished working on a house um that we're renting out starting next month and i think we had close to 60 people reach out to us yeah
1: i had over 60 people contact me in the first 24 hours
0: yeah i don't even think it was 24 hours. like 20 hours yeah
1: like, yeah I, and i and i don't think we priced it very low either like it was like reasonably priced
0: yeah we just put like
1: we didn't try and push it too high which i mean it seems like we could have at this point getting 60 responses but um I, it was pretty reasonably priced in 60 and like 20 i i think within 10 minutes i had 15 responses because wow. people probably have zillow notifications on and it's just it's crazy
2: that that really is
0: yeah so it it could go to show though that um a lot of people are holding off on buying right now. Like that yeah. could that could be a very true indicator of that. Um and it's very point. possible that we might see a lot of supply pop up. But we've been in the spring housing market now for a little while and I haven't seen I've seen in some towns a uh, more drastic tip up in like prices. Uh no no, sorry, not prices. Inventory. inventory uh, yeah, but in some towns, I'm just seeing nothing change. It's, I think it's, well, real estate's always very, very local. Like, people are looking to buy in certain towns. A lot of people who are buying their home are just looking at one town even specifically. And they, like, only look at homes in that town because they want to be there for the schools or things like that. Um, but I look at, like, the whole area around me. And, like, some towns I've seen, like, 20 new houses on um, in the last, like, few weeks. And, like, there's 20 available right now. But other towns where I look and they're like similar towns have like two still. Um, and those two are there and then they're gone and then they're back and then they're gone. So it's very town dependent right now.
2: I know exactly we are talking about. I look at the exact same things and I think it's dependent on which of these towns have more multifamily homes for sale. I've, I've noticed the ones that do the inventory start to pick up and the ones that have less multifamily is it's, it's not picking up. So it seems like there's more multifamily units. I mean, I don't have the data to back this up, but just anecdotal evidence of me looking around, there's more multifamily units come on the market than there are single families. So that, that could be a sign that maybe people are offloading investment properties more so than single family homes. Um, but then, you know, on the other end, that could keep demands high for single family homes and supply is not catching up. And maybe people will say, oh, well, you know what? We'll look all these multifamily homes instead and instead of a single family home. And, Yeah, so a lot of moving parts.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough in real estate. I mean, there's so many, we're in such a, I don't know what the right word is, like divisive time for real estate right now. Like there's a lot of people, like real estate experts that say this real estate run has like 15% more to go. But then there's a lot of real estate experts who say this thing's gonna crash 25% at the end of the year. Like,
2: yeah.
0: Um, and there's people in the middle and I I feel like I'm kind of one of the people in the middle. Um, I'm not a real estate expert. I don't want to lump myself in necessarily with them. Um, but like I own a few homes, like I, I take in a lot of real estate knowledge. I feel like I have a decent grasp on the market, at least my personal market. Um, and I think we're going to see a little bit of growth still for the rest of this year. We've already seen, I think in our market, 5% appreciation on the year. Um, almost, I think it's like four point something is what I'm seeing. So I think we, we have probably a few percent more to go this year. And then I think things will cool down in the fall and the winter, just like they did last year. Um, and then I think next year will be a little bit different.
2: I, I personally, I know you like predictions. I don't like giving predictions because you can't predict anything, but I don't foresee a crash per se, but I do see a long steady decline over the next couple of years long long About a yeah. couple of years yep
0: steady decline so you said you don't see a crash so are you saying 20% dip you don't see is that what you're saying is a crash
2: i mean yeah i guess that would be considered but over like the next year or two, two years
0: you do, do think, think it say. will do 20% over that long gradual i was gonna i was asking close, like close kind to of that
2: drop. yeah close i've like, seen drop drop unreasonable was a that two
0: percent drop like a long steady drop over the next two years could mean it's dropping 2% or right. Yeah. 2%. Like
2: I guess uh, I should have specified and started to... off by saying that what homes have appreciated on average 30% over the last two years, it's not unreasonable for them to decrease 20%, which would leave them 10% higher than what they were anyways, two years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. no, no, I'm saying
0: you're saying it's not unreasonable. And I was like, yeah, that's no, not, I agree, I'm agreeing with you.
2: Okay. Yeah. This is going to happen. I mean, like you said, they could keep going up. Fed lowers rates, boom, houses go to the moon.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, there's still like a lot of potentially bullish things out there for the real estate market right now. Like almost every fact you look at real estate wise right now points to prices going up except for interest rates. Mm-hmm. Interest yeah. rates is kind of the key factor right now, but like supply and demand, which I think has a bigger impact on real estate prices by far um it kind of outweighs interest rates i think is still a big part of this situation
2: yeah i agree i know we're talking a lot about real estate on this podcast yeah. um episode but did you see that goldman sachs bought an entire florida community for 45 million dollars 45 uh what kind of, do you mean like a town by
0: community or do you mean like, like uh, yeah a- it was
2: like it was 87 single family properties in, in a, a county so they bought like the entire county of properties wow well, i've
1: seen other people buy like a city or a town yeah. a small town but usually it like has nothing in it
0: yeah, yeah i who did that and was going to call it like telosa or something am i thinking mark of...
1: mark lord wa- yeah the walmart yeah oh uh, maybe not i thought it was like the walmart family
2: no was, he was he used to work at walmart he might have been like the vice president i know that guy's actually awesome mark lord he i was listening to a podcast and he only works on his phone so he doesn't even, when he does work, he's like, yeah, I just sit down. I can do everything I need to do on my phone. And that's what he does. And like when he was recording that's the crazy. episode, he's like, yeah, I'm on my phone right now. Like that's all I need.
1: That's <laughs> awesome. It's crazy. I he's to
2: that. You
0: just got to have that. someone to do everything for you. And you pretty much just got to call yeah. and text and email people, which you can exactly. do often. Yeah. But it's a lot of work to get to that point. I'm sure exactly. he spent 30 years of his life or more grinding to get to that point. Yeah. Um, He
2: sold, like, Jet.com to Walmart. Um, Yeah, he sold some giant company, and he's worth billions.
0: Yeah, I forget what his end game with buying that, like, ton of land in Texas or whatever. I think he was going to try to build, like, a city. Like, a very modern city that's, like, all electric, like, all, like, everyone drives a Tesla, that kind of city.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I remember seeing that.
0: Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. You guys seen Tesla's stock price recently? Is that going to zero? <laughs> I
2: What's hope, it goes, no, hope no. it goes to one dollar so I can buy more. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, well, hasn't I think every car company in US history has maybe with the exception of like Ford has gone bankrupt, right? That's I don't
2: know enough to dispute that fact. I'm, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll look it up every car company in the US at one point or another has gone bankrupt except for Ford that okay. I'll, I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Maybe it wasn't Ford. Maybe it was someone else. I saw that. that like a, yeah. I you
1: won't know. go. yeah, I I pretend to be an expert in stocks, but I would love to see Tesla keep falling just so I could buy some. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't really, I don't really own individual stocks, but if it dropped down to like back to, I don't know, like $200 a share, I feel like I'd be like forced to buy some. Why not?
0: Yeah, Ford right. and Tesla are the only two companies car companies in the US that have not gone bankrupt. Yeah.
2: that's not Interesting. It looks
0: that's like not... a couple did actually at like the 08 recession. Yeah.
1: So you're telling me if I start a car company, I can be on that list if I just last like a week?
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean all these car companies still nice. exist even though they went bankrupt. Like they No, I know. Sure they I know. got bailout money and stuff like that. Yeah. So um Yeah, so Tesla to zero, right? Yeah. Uh, for this episode to get
1: it's a nice clickbaity title. <laughs> so, so you know who else bought a small town? Do you remember Mark Cuban bought a small town?
0: No,
2: where did it, it,
1: yeah, the well, Dallas Mavericks owner? Where did he buy? Them? Um, in Mustang, he bought Mustang, Texas. When?
2: Um, Is that recently? Sure.
1: Maybe that's the one. Uh, maybe that. Maybe like twenty 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 one. Oh, nice. um, I don't know. It was... looks like. It's sixty-five miles south of, like, he of his NBA franchise. He owns the it's Mavericks. Seventy. Um, it's seven seventy-six acres. Yeah, okay. It's got an abandoned strip club and a vacant mobile home park. <laughs> are like the only two things that are there. I think. Okay, um, that's according to this article, funny. but that's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, that's actually the one I was thinking of when I said Texas, but I was mixing up because the other one's like the same thing. Just I think it's somewhere else. Um, I was kind of mixing the two together. Yeah.
1: yeah. It closed last month for less than the original asking price of guess how much? Guess how much he bought it for? Huh. Less than the asking price of this amount.
0: Wait, and this is the 70-something acre, acre? Yeah, acre this
1: is the town, town he bought. With
0: this, and it just has a strip club and a mobile home park?
1: I mean, from this very yeah. short article, that's that's what I gather. It's well, like pretty acres. much an empty Texas, like Texas town. 50, 50 million. 50, Joe?
0: Uh, how far did you say it was from Dallas?
1: 65 miles south.
0: Uh, 32
1: million. Well, way, way off. You like... bought it for less less than $4 million. Yeah. Wow. So. I,
0: I knew it was going to be cheap, but I thought 32 million was cheap for that i guess not. i mean yeah
1: it's probably in the middle of nowhere i mean it literally yeah, sounds yeah. like there's like there's no current residence it says
0: yeah that's says... the thing and it's a little deceiving too because 70 acres in texas is very different from 70 acres near boston where we live like you can't find places oh yeah acres around us yeah but in texas yeah. i'm sure there's like an abundance of people who own like 50 plus acres
1: yeah it sounds like there's nothing it says it's been several years since the last two businesses whispers cabaret strip club and lion's den adult bookstore <laughs> operated so i don't know what was going on in that town but, oh man um it That's... sounds like those were the only two businesses left <laughs> at one point.
2: Yeah. well i guess mark cuban's how potential. so i mean he's a great businessman so maybe he's working on something yeah he's expanding the hey he's <laughs> yeah He's so gonna move end. the
1: Mavericks.
2: <laughs> Wait, what's what's the town called, Tom?
1: Mustang. So he's gonna go from Dallas Wait. Mavericks to Dallas Mustang Maverick. Just Dallas
2: Mustangs. Oh. No, no, but so Mus- got Mustang the both kinds of horses. It's, it's mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What would be better, Mustang? Mavericks.
1: Well, Mustang is already like the the second part of the team name, you know, like, because a Mustang is like a horse, right?
2: Yeah, so I guess that wouldn't make sense. Right? So I guess, yeah, Maverick,
1: Dallas Mustangs. No, no, a Maverick. Oh, Maverick, I don't even know what a Maverick I, is. But I know a Mustang is a horse.
0: I think they both might be horses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So easy transition.
0: Why? Well, I, I don't know why I'm um, thinking on what the Mavericks logo is right now. But it's you.
1: like a blue, yeah. Wait, <laughs> did, they, did they, I don't know, they're, the they're in the... No, they're in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, yeah, they've lost three games. Okay. But they, yeah. they have one more loss left, and they're actually playing right now. I mean, I don't know when this podcast will be released, but they're currently playing right now. Okay. Um, Let's move on. We're getting
0: off topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, sorry, what? you going to say one more
1: thing? Oh, I was going to move on to a different topic. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's something funny. Do you? Ha- okay, what is yeah. What is it? Go. Do you guys know who Seth Green is? Did you see the NFT thing?
2: Seth Green. Yeah. sounds familiar. I've
1: only seen him in—he uh, has a small part in *How I Met Your Mother*, but I'm sure he's in a bunch of other stuff. He's an actor, and he—he uh, he was creating this animated series for one of the television networks, based on the board ape that he owned. Like, because he had the rights to the board ape, so that board ape was the main character in this cartoon show that was coming out. And he's like already started creating it, and I don't know how far into production they got. Anyways, he lost it in a phishing scam. <laughs> So now he doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't have the board ape. Like oh, and he doesn't have the rights to it. Whoever stole it technically has the rights to it now. And oh, I don't know if like that there's any legal way, I don't think, to get it back. So he basically can't create this show anymore that he was already into like creating, which is pretty wild.
0: Losses. I mean,
1: I just thought that was a interesting NFT store. So he, uh, he has no Don't click there. on any to his, if any listeners are listening, don't click on any emails that you don't know the uh, the sender. Don't click any links that don't so seem. Uh,
0: I thought the blockchain right. was supposed to kind of fix all that. Can the blockchain get hacked that easily?
1: Well, I mean, you hear people like getting things stolen like that all the time because, like, like if you someone can send you an email with like a crazy like URL or something. The URL can look legit, but maybe the the O is a zero or something like that. And so you click on it, not thinking, and then they get access to kind of like your stuff through that. I don't know. Sure, that yeah. that's what I what I understand at least. Uh, that might not be true, but that sucks. It's for why him. you uh? That's why you don't open links from like random texts or emails you get.
0: Yeah, that definitely sucks for him.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I didn't know that was even possible to do. So
1: let alone that's like the reason- he, he lost.
0: The only reason I don't own like 10 board apes is because I'm just scared of the fishing going on.
1: Yeah. It's not because yeah. you can't afford them. It's
0: not because I didn't get in the market at the right time. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, That's okay. the thing. Like, it's like a double loss. Cause he loses like, I think he lost like four NFTs in it. And like, he probably, they were probably valued like in easily in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So in addition to losing that, he also lost all the revenue he could have made from that TV show.
2: Pretty, uh, wow.
1: pretty yeah, tough. Yeah.
0: Um, All right, let's move on to the segments right now. We have a different segment today. We're not doing um, the guess the asset price like we've been doing. We're going to be doing fact or fiction. So I'm going to read you guys a statement, and you are going to tell me if you think it's a fact or if it's fiction. And just to be clear, this is not financial advice. These are not real facts. Are these statements
1: you saw somewhere you're making up these statements?
0: No, no, no. These are real things, and you guys are going to tell me – if it's fact or fiction, so but, but
2: it's, you,
1: it's
0: you, worded. It's not like a statement; it's like a question.
2: You just said these aren't facts, though, so that gave away the answer. I just
0: meant like that the, means
2: it's all fiction.
1: Are these articles
0: or something? So they are facts. They are the things I'm going to read you is absolutely facts. Your answer has to be whether this uh, statement okay. that is true is a fact or fiction. You'll see by the yes. way I word the question. You'll you'll get it. I okay? think. Well, yep. I'm. going to... I'm going to think of a different... Just go ahead. This yeah. segment. Yeah, Maybe a less confusing. Um, so, I was going to do this one second, but I'm going to do it first, specifically because we had that quick discussion on strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, strippers say... "Are This is a real fact. Strippers say a recession is guaranteed because strip clubs are almost empty. Do you think that this is a potential fact or is it
2: fiction i think that it's fiction and the reason i say that is because it's very anecdotal whereas is that one person saying that is that one location and you know obviously recessions can hit certain cities harder than others certain markets certain sectors harder than others so it's tough to tell from from that i mean it, it oh, is sorry. funny like i I've, I've heard that that phrase before like that's a leading indicator <laughs> so yeah I, right. I i think it's fiction okay tom what about you factor yeah i'm gonna
1: go fiction too um maybe it's a case of like i don't, I don't know if any of our listeners watch basketball or something but james harden for the uh the sixers <laughs> is a big strip club guy so maybe since the season ended for him it was a strip club in philly and he's no longer going there so that, I mean, he, and he's half their business, so <laughs> you never know. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's funny. I, f- for people who don't know NBA, they probably don't get that, but it's a very funny, it's, a,
1: it's like a joke that like, he'll go like just during the season, like after games, goes and stuff on that game
0: nights, like when he's got a game the next day, he'll be like at a strip club the night before. Um, it's, it's like a running joke at this point.
2: Um, I'm, I'm I, sure the the basketball fans, We'll appreciate that. Our our listeners like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, but yeah, I think that's fiction. I mean, there's like Tyler said, like, you don't know. That could have been just one person interviewed. Could have been hundreds. You never know. Like, but it could also just be like a way like the country's moving. Maybe people don't go to strip clubs anymore. I mean, who knows? It's like, just like, it doesn't definitely is not a leading indicator. I don't think.
2: (laughs) No, no, it's, I, I understand what's going on. They're going to strip clubs in the metaverse. (laughs) <laughs> gotta be it that, that's Back
0: it fans you can do everything virtually now yeah <laughs>
2: my, my new thing is when someone's like oh you can't do that or like wait you did that i'm like yeah in the metaverse like, oh yeah I, I i could bench uh 500 pounds like yeah okay how huh, funny i'm like no, no no i can't i swear i'll show you in the metaverse <laughs> <laughs> this is this is kind of an inside joke that
0: other people won't get but i know you guys will think it's funny um I always say, like, I go on Google Street View a lot. To, I'll just, like, drop the little guy at random places in the world. And, like, someone will mention something in, like, this place that they've been. And I'll be like, I've been there
1: on Google Street View. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> got you. A,
0: a lot. Because there's, like, I don't know if there's a country I have not been to on Google Street View. Like, I drop that guy everywhere.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I remember you said it to me once. Like, yeah, I've been. It was like, yeah, I've been to Fiji. I'm like, what? And you took a couple of things. like on google Street view oh my
0: god (laughs) i just think it's like the coolest thing that like no one talks about how that's similar to the metaverse like you can literally you've been able to do it for years too like the metaverse is just a thing now but you've really been able to go anywhere in the world just by dropping that guy for years um and i just think it's a pretty cool thing like you can see the world pretty good like just like if you were looking at someone else's pictures um just by putting a little guy there
2: Yep. yeah yeah <laughs> um, it's it is pretty, pretty cool, cool. i
1: di- i actually this is just like a quick point that i thought was pretty wild uh i listened to a lot of like real estate podcasts and they are now having commercials for like real estate in the metaverse which i was just like like you know the ads they read and stuff like that they have them for the metaverse which i just thought was wild like it's a real estate podcast and it's like obviously like real world real estate and now the ads have have gotten in there it's pretty uh so
2: yeah well i don't know dude, talk about we're on one of these we're, <laughs> we're at the top honestly that, that, that's <laughs> the, that's the final stone yeah. metaverse real estate ads that's that's the top the top is in <laughs> yeah we, you,
0: you heard we it here first it. i have some strong opinions on the metaverse so we, we should talk about that in yeah. More episodes. yeah um all right one more fact or fiction and we talked a lot about real estate so i'm going to do this one today Housing supply has increased by 50% recently. Will this have a significant impact on home prices? Mm,
2: it see that's Well, that's a question, that's a how tough are we doing? Because, is, yeah, I mean, that, that is a question, so it's not really fact- Oh, good. oh, I read yeah. it wrong. Okay, yeah. right.
1: <laughs> Housing <clears throat>
0: supply, I it, I have it written down right in front of- me. I was ready to answer
2: that though, I do want to answer that. <laughs> housing
0: supply, answer. it's the same thing. Housing supply has increased by 50% recently. This will have a significant impact on home prices. Fact or fiction?
2: I, I, fact, but take out significant. Take out the word significant and it's fact. It will so, have an impact, but I, I don't think it will be significant because, oh, 50% of, you know, an all-time low, it's still going to be well below the average anyways. So it's like, oh, 50% of, I don't know, what is it, 200000 Now it's 300000 but that's well below the $800,000, storm- or $1.2 million out there. Something like that. Those, not, those numbers said, aren't perfect, but you, you know the general idea I'm trying to say. Why
0: did you assume the significant impact was in a downward direction?
1: Well, that's what I was going to say, too, is I was going to say fiction well, because it, it sounds like they're presenting it yeah. and, like, that it's going to have a significant impact in the downward direction, No, it but I don't think it's going to go in the downward direction, so that's why I'm saying fiction because, I, I mean, I don't think it'll be significant enough to make any kind of major swing. Like I said, I think real estate prices are going to go up this year. Not at the pace they have, but I still think they're going up. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. We got one fact, one fiction, so that's good. I okay. I'm yeah. gonna give my two cents real quick and say that I, I think it's fiction. Um, for significant <laughs> impact. I think we may see a little dip, maybe. But the reason why is that fifty percent increase is coming from like almost nothing. It's like when you see a, a stock that's a dollar go up by fifty percent, it went up fifty cents. If you see a stock that's $100 go up by 50%, that's a $50 increase. It's a big difference. So I think that's potentially where we're at a little bit with the supply. Like, it's been so low. Um, like, for recently, everyone's been like, oh, interest rates have, like, almost tri- or doubled um, and, like, are going towards tripling pretty soon. That's from a historically low rate. So, like, if you look at the data, 50% increase is kind of, like, a number that scares you. But... Is coming from almost zero. Like, there is no supply. Like, the last two years, there's been, like, literally the bottom of the supply that we have ever seen. So, a 50% increase from that is not, it's not like we're even to the levels that we were two years ago, three years ago again with supply, even with that 50% increase. So, that's why I think a significant drop from that is probably fiction.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to the B is for Business podcast, everyone. Make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a rating and review if you liked what you heard. Follow us at B is for Business on Twitter and Instagram. Drink some ties coffee and have a good week investing.